Hello. Good morning, or is it afternoon at this point? Uh, whatever time it is, it's a little too early to be getting a drink, huh? No, listen, I will never judge anybody for any time they're getting a drink, and not because I have no regard for their health or their well-being. No, I, if someone was in the throes of alcoholism, I would refuse them service unless they actually needed it to not die of withdrawal. But I am receptive to people's plights, the differing ones. Uh, ones say that you work during the night and uh, go to bed in the morning. Perhaps in that for that reason, this noon is your midnight. And people often do not judge others for drinking at midnight. So I'll say perhaps this is your midnight. It's a little creepy, isn't it? I didn't mean it in such a way. Uh, also, I am presuming quite a bit about you. I know nothing about your schedule. Uh, I'm guessing if you're coming in here, this moment, this time right now, at least that is available to you. This moment is cleared of all things besides this establishment, Jefferson Avenue Way Station. You probably read that on the sign as you were coming in, uh, the uh, painted sign above the door with the snake astride a axe head. I need to redraw that because I was done. Well, I, I, I had been drinking uh, this Mac Adams beer here uh, quite a bit before I, uh, before I painted that. And I don't know why I took it on myself to paint it myself. I live in the city. There's quite a bit, quite a few artists here that would be willing to do it and do it well. It's called cheapness. Uh, because I did it myself, I did not have to pay anyone to do that, which is a shame. Which is a shame. You shouldn't leave uh, verbs out of your sentence. It's a bad, bad. It's a bad omen. It means language is becoming simplified and gelling and turning into a solid state sort of uh, sclerosis of of gum. I don't know where I was going with that, but you're here. You're not busy, at least for the nonce, as they said back in the day. Uh, and you presumably uh, want a glass of Mac Adams beer. Now, Mac Adams beer is a type of stout. Very thick, very high in calories, very high in alcohol. So I, I do hope that you do not intend to uh, spend a long term of wakefulness after you drink this because it will compel you towards the bed. While paradoxically not sustaining a very meaningful sleep, it will be a fitful sleep. Alcohol does that. But I'm not your doctor. Uh, I'm not your mommy. And uh, I'm not going to presume on what you need. You, uh, you're exercising your right 
to uh, put anything into your mouth that you wish. Now, you can't take someone else's money and put that into your mouth and then run out of the, the bank. That is, that is still technically robbery. So maybe I, I shouldn't oversimplify, but you are allowed to drink anything. So long as it, it is as, as it, it's not poison, because that is suicide, and suicide is illegal, even though the, the means of enforcing such a law is, are very distinct from almost every other crime. That crime, No one is worried about you stealing because they're worried about you. you you're, never, you're never arrested after uh, you know, embezzlement, and then you get counseling, and uh, people worry about you, pat you on the head. But with suicide, that is the case. As with many other things, uh, if if you were to eat dollar pizza every day, people would look at you, sort of in the miniaturized version of the concern about suicide, because pizza, uh, given enough of a dose, is similar to cyanide. It's a diluted cyanide. The way you would, the way people take diluted nitroglycerin, you don't want to take nitroglycerin all at once in its pure form uh, because your stomach will explode. But if you eat enough pizza, your stomach will also explode. Slowly, over time, you know, swelling like some sort of uh, grim gothic poem. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop haranguing you. Listen, these come in little plastic... Uh, glasses, uh, which I would have the logo right there. Um, the reason being is because I wanted to have the logo to be on these glasses, but given this, you know, customized printing, they'd be more expensive than normal glasses. So I had to, you know, make some compromises in some places, and because so, they're plastic anyway. There you are. Perfectly to the brim. A little bit more than what you're paying for, but I'm feeling generous. I mean, I'm always I'm I'm always feeling generous. It's just sometimes I'm worried about uh what's available to me, what's in my stock. Sometimes I feel less generous because I'm I'm worried that if I am generous for too long, I'll run out of things. So can I really call myself generous? Probably not. Uh, I mean, you were generous to come in here. You were generous to yourself. You thought, I don't have anything better to do but walk into this odd building. You were generous not only with your money, but with your time and with your health. You were uh, availing on your store of health quite a bit by assuming this. And also, your safety. You don't know if this is a bar or some sort of a pirate's den, thieves' den of some sort. You could walk in here and, well, what do you know? You're the first one to discover an intergalactic bar where bizarre aliens are drinking viscous fluids, this yellow effluvium. Did they ever think that perhaps that drink they're drinking 
is another life form that passes through each other, each being, and collects genetic data. Hmm. They probably didn't think that because uh, they themselves were in the depths of some sort of hypothetical uh, dissertation by a barman who uh, wants to keep his uh, customer sitting so that they will finish their beer and then order another one. My secret has been exposed by myself because I can't, I can't stop talking. If I stop talking, if we hear the silence, which wouldn't, it wouldn't be really silent, for one, because we're in New York City and there's always something going on. There's always, at the very least, a pigeon slightly murmuring to itself or, you know, a, a, a mailman murmuring to himself as he sorts mail or car murmuring to itself as it's wasting gasoline and filling the atmosphere with uh, just a little bit more carbon dioxide. There's always some noise. And beyond that, there's the noise inside your head. There's the sound of blood going through your ears and going through your brain. And there are the imagined sounds of your thoughts. Now, your brain itself doesn't really make any noise at all. The voices that you say that you hear in your head, those those aren't actually sounds. Not just because no one else can hear them, but also you can't even really hear them. When you're imagining a song, you're not really hearing that song. Because you can predict the course of that song. You are creating that music as you go along. And uh, you, you can't, you might figure it to be something beautiful, something wonderful. But unless you sing it aloud and hear it in the echoing chambers of your own skull, you're not really hearing it. And you can't really make an estimation about it. Uh, I would like it if you could, though. I would like it if you didn't need to sing out that song. You could ju- you could attach a sort of cybernetic port to your head, and the music of your head would be played out. And I imagine it would be, for, for most people, significantly worse than you'd expect. That music would probably be awful. Unless you're a musical genius and you had the beautiful image in your head. And even so, even musical geniuses have to work incredibly hard to craft that music. Every single craft is underestimated. No one knows how hard it is to uh, perfectly caulk bathroom tiles. I figure it's pretty hard because usually I see that it's done pretty poorly. And uh, I, I, I've very rarely seen a perfectly caulked bathroom tile or pa- uh, floor of bathroom tiles. Usually it's, it's a pretty messy job because it's not an appreciated job. And it's important. You, it only takes a slight lip, a slight flower petal of, of that adhesive. And you've got a little knife coming out of that between those bathroom tiles. And most people walk into the bathroom without shoes on. Tetanus, disease, 
the blood comes out. The viruses and the pathogens go in. And no one, it, it still, we, we blame the cocker, but we do not give him the proper regard when he does a good job. That's an artist right there. To use that knife correctly, in one stroke, laying that line of adhesive perfectly. But we can't expect that, can we? You probably figure that if, you know, you're given a nice uh, weekend afternoon, you know, given the right uh, resources, you just plug in your headphones, listen to some uh, podcast in which a man goes on about some beer and some pub, uh, and you just, you get to work by yourself, you could do it mindlessly. Not so. Case in point, I attempted to seal shut the corner of uh, uh, my bathroom's, uh, the, the shower, uh, the corner of the wall and the tub. I tried to seal that shut with silicone paste. I don't know if you call it paste. It's It was more of a of a colloid suspended in acetic acid. It smelled strongly of vinegar because, well, same chemical. Anyway, I didn't realize that such a thing should be done well, and it should be done in a single stroke. No mistakes. Like music. Music can't be uh, done poorly and then undone. No, you must... You must do it well on the first stroke. So with silicone paste. You think it would be a simple maddle. Well, for some people it's a simple maddle. But for me, that's one thing that you can do poorly and then uh, undo it in the proper way is speaking. Most of the times you can say something very stupid. And if it sounds stupid enough... People will assume it's a mistake. You can say something hateful. And if it's stupid enough, people will assume that you're weak in the head and that you're not actually hateful. I I don't know if that's really strictly speaking true. But, I know it is, actually. It certainly is. People will pat that soft-headed man on the head and say, we forgive you for the hate uh, because your soft head will is a temporary thing in this world. You may feel yourself to be an, an, you know, an interminable presence, but we know that we won't have to suffer you for very long. Your soft-headedness is an indication of your poor health. You probably come into bars at high noon when you ought to be walking around and working and plying yourself wholeheadedly to your trade. But no, you're just, you're, you're drinking and you're saying hateful things by mistake. I could be doing just such a thing right now. I could be making very many mistakes right now. You have to practice. That's what they say, that you have to practice because, not because if you do something poorly enough, you'll do it well, but you you have to 
encourage an evolution of behavior in which you'll do something poorly enough and then you'll, from that pan of poor behavior, can pick out a few grains of good behavior, separate those, put that in another pan, shake it again, find the, the best grains out of there. You, you have to, practicing is panning for the uh, perfect performance where you could just take that knife, slide it along the tiles of your bathroom, and there you have it. A, a, a minimum of projecting pieces of caulk out of the out between the tiles. No little knives coming out to slice people's toes. No soft pieces where you know the the caulk is poorly applied and poorly mixed, and then just a uh, one heavy foot will dislodge the tile, and people will come into your bathroom and think. What do they have hidden underneath there? Some sort of horrible secret. The secret of a bad workman. The secret of someone who did not appreciate good work. I, I have to admit that occasionally I don't appreciate good work on myself. And also I, don't, I probably don't appreciate that you're, you've been thirsty for the past five minutes because uh, you've finished that glass of Mac Adams beer. Please, let me have that. There you are. Um, I would I, I would appreciate if you appreciated me. And uh, you do remember that this is bar. This isn't just some odd little den where a man gives out beer for free. This is this is a business. I see. No, you, you caught my drift. I didn't have to say it plainly as I often did. Thank you very much. No, this is... Um, I'm glad that you've appreciated me. That was a mistake right there, not because I said anything stupid, it's because I didn't say anything at all. I was speaking words, but they weren't going to come to any substance, or substance, if that is a word. Perhaps I ought to practice speaking more so I could pan for the perfect line of dialogue, the most efficient, the most beautiful, uh, almost like a an Aaron Sorkin type of dialogue where everything is witty and perfected. That is, that, that is what we really hope to gain. That's how we figure our own dialogue. We figure it to be um, a perfect communication. While in truth, our communication is more akin to a Samuel Beckett kind of muddled uh, bladder blather rather and, and and that's at its best because when it's like that which it often is human communication is in its raw form brilliant it's lovely human beings at their worst i think are lovely even when they're being very ugly i think their pain is it's indicative of a of a beautiful soul there are people who you look at them and they, even though they're a somewhat normal looking person, they, their, their cruelty and their nastiness has made them outwardly ugly. But you have to think that they, they probably don't want to be that way. 
Even though they are that way, they regret their behavior, even though they wouldn't admit it. They might say, I live my life my own way. And I don't want to, and I don't have any regard for anybody else. I do what I want. They don't really, though. They don't really do what they want. They're doing what they they see as a virtue. But they regret it all the time, and that's what's beautiful. That it's, I hate. I it's sad to say, but that regret makes them beautiful. That reticence and that 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 sadness and that fear that they're destroying themselves it's beautiful because it means they're not monsters it means that that they're seeking to better themselves in spite of their convictions in spite of their convictions to be ugly they really they really want to be loved and they want to love each other and they want to make others feel good well, I think uh, given the fact that you have just downed that glass of Mac Adams beer, it seems that you are preparing to uh, depart for the, I'm guessing, uh, hopefully, I'm ho- hoping that you're going to go to bed because uh, you've been working on the night shift, I, I presumed, or I have presumed. I shan't presume at all. And whatever you, it is that you do for your work, I appreciate the craft of it. I, pre- I appreciate the workmanship. I see its beauty. I, I mean, I guess I, probably, I guess I don't see its beauty because I don't know what it is. I, I would have to actually see. Um, not to say that I, I, w- I could probably guarantee that I, I would see it, even if it's something very destructive or disruptive. I, I meant to say destructive. Though I guess I had the overriding urge to say something else. Anyway. Well, be safe on your way home. Uh, Keep regarding other human beings in a positive light. And just remember that this is Jefferson Avenue Way Station. And I'll see you next week.